0: Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by G.H. Unders Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet.
1: Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here and I've got Alex Work on the phone. Um, how you doing, Alex?
0: I'm doing good. How are you doing? Right
1: on. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Alex? For for those that don't know Alex, you know, just kind of let us know what you're all about.
0: Well, um, where do I start? Uh, I I live in Salem uh, with uh, my wife, Heather, and um, I I started doing OCRs in September of 2016. Uh, It it was kind of like a uh, pre-30, you know, uh, bucket list item. Yeah. And I did it with two of my buddies that I, I met in college, and we did just abysmally. It was terrible. Uh, probably about uh, two and a half hours for my first one on a sprint. It, 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 it put things into a lot of perspective for us.
1: And well, I mean, to put things in into a perspective, that would be a good yeah. race for me. That, that would be a good race for me, just so you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but at 28, like, yeah. I, I I thought I was in better shape than that, but no, it it just beat me down, and yeah. it, it kind of kicked my friends into gear too, and uh, we we ended up coming back to Snohomish in April for the Super, and in 2017, I'm sure a lot of people remember that race because it was. Just, um, it was a marsh pit, it was terrible. Um, yeah. they, they ran us around the backside of a hill through the river for a majority of it, and people were losing shoes. It was a wonderful day. Um, it was awesome, and my, my, yeah. And we did, you know, surprisingly a lot better after you know, taking time to focus our exercise and get in better shape and everything. That kind of Seeing the change from the sprint to the super in that one really kind of kicked it off for me. Yeah. And at that point, I was hooked for life. Um, that that year, I was planning on just doing like the one race, and I ended up getting my first trifecta, 2017, and nice. tried out a whole bunch of other races that year too. So
1: And that kind of seems what it um, is with most people. They they start one just on a whim, and then all of a sudden they're hooked. So yeah. And yeah. I love it. And that I, first, I, I love meeting new people out
0: there too. I, I, yeah, I like being super. I'm talkative. Uh, anybody who's ran across me on course, I'm very talkative. Uh, off the course, <laughs> not not so much. I, I like to keep to myself. You know, small groups, small conversations. But as soon as that blood gets flowing, the endorphins get pumping, and I'm chatting with everybody. Uh, I was going to say you're. you're <laughs>
1: Your wife seems to be the more the more social one off the course. But so for those that don't know, when he says Heather, he means the the cake lady. So <laughs> oh yes,
0: yes, the the lady <laughs> who breeds all the cakes. Yes. Oh, amazing yeah. cakes. And, and that that all started uh, September, my uh, Spartan OCR anniversary uh, and my first trifecta. Uh, September 2017 at the Beast in Snohomish. Uh, yeah, that was also my first race running with beast OCR. Uh at, at Washougal the month prior, I met uh, Dave Back uh, yep. on a build ship, and he introduced us all to the Beast. And then we, we signed up. And in Seattle, I uh, was, was running. I was 15 minutes for the Beast, late for the Beast wave. So I ended up yeah. jumping in and just sprinting as hard as I can. I think I passed you too. No uh, I think that was the first time I met you. Is I, I was running past you. And I'm like, Hey, I know that guy.
1: Just gotta keep going. Yeah. All right. You gotta keep going. <laughs> yeah. See, I think that was the race that the first time I met Heather was she was mm-hmm. at one of the obstacles and got a bunch of pictures for us as we were going over one of the walls. Oh so. yeah.
0: Uh, uh, she brought a three-tier. Uh, fondant covered cake, and, and it yeah. had the the red, the blue, and the green uh, tears. I forget the flavors, but yeah, that was. She brought that cake, and yeah. she ended up hiking almost as much as I did that day. Uh, just at all the obstacles, taking pictures of anyone wearing a beast shirt. And I think that's yeah, the one where she. The uh, yeah, I think that's the one where she got a picture of Alan uh, dislocating his shoulder on the monkey bars.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah that uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I know that feeling. I dislocated my shoulder on the uh, wasn't the monkey bars; it was the the rings in Montana last oh, year. Oh no! So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it took me most Are of the rest of the race trying to try and pop it back in. Huh?
0: Oh my god!
1: Are you coming back yeah, from it took that? Yeah, most like... of the. I kept going. I kept going. I kept fighting, trying to pop my wow. my my shoulder back in a place where we were going. So, it, it's one of those things. Oh, that I've god. done it. It's not the first time. I mean, it's one of those, like, if I went to the doctor every time I dislocated my shoulder, I'd go, like, three or four times a year. So it's it's a problem that probably should be taken care of. But I just, you know, kind of put it back in and go. You should probably look into that one. Yeah, put a pin in something. I'm getting old. It just happens. (laughs) It's like right now. I went bowling this morning, so now I'm icing my knee. So, yeah.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Fortunately I've been able to avoid any major injuries on course. Yes. So far so good.
1: See that's the bad part is most of those aren't really major injuries for me. That's like a Tuesday. So oh, I mean no. <laughs> I'm old. It, it's all falling apart <laughs> at this point. So I'm just most of my work are is just to try and keep my body like still moving. <laughs> oh, so. I do understand that it's one of those i had so many injuries as when i was younger i mean i i blew my left knee when i was uh what 14 playing baseball and then my right wow. knee when i was 21 at work you know i've <laughs> Or tore my rotator cuff teaching kids how to pitch like 15 years ago because I'm a side armor when I throw, but when I was teaching the kids, of course, I did it the right way and threw overhand. Well, my shoulder isn't <laughs> used to that, so it ended up tearing my rotator. So, I mean, I've, I've done some major damage to my body, and I was not really good about going to the doctor. It was just like, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll heal. And now, you know, I'm 42 or 41. Starting to make myself older than I really am. I'm 41, and it's just my body's <laughs> coming back saying, Hey, you remember all those times you said you would heal? You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it all catches yeah, up. You were wrong. Good to know. I'll, stay, I'll start taking <laughs> it
0: better care of myself then.
1: You should. You're, yeah, start taking better care of yourself because it, it'll come back and bite you later. Cause, I mean, that's like me right now after, you know, it, it, it snowballs. After I broke my foot, mm-hmm. and then. Because my foot's jacked up, now my knees are starting to bug me again. And then because my knees are bugging me, I don't do the rocking and running like I used to. So all of a sudden I gain weight, which makes more pain for my knees and my foot. And it just, it snowballs and just keeps oh, going. Man. And it's like, oh, yeah. So don't get on that vicious cycle. <laughs> I'm trying to break it by losing the weight and making the pain go away. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's how I beat my knees. Uh, I, yeah. uh, I think last I time I tell you, pounds. you were looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I lost seventy pounds last time, and my knees got better. So that's what I'm trying to do again. So <laughs> lose a bunch of weight.
0: Oh, that's a good, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah. So, so that's a little bit about you. Um, <laughs> what drives you to keep doing good? To keep doing uh, this. What, what drives you to just okay. keep pushing yourself on these?
0: Honestly, it's my son. I mean, he, he he's five, and, and he's. Mm-hmm been with us since you know my very first race and he kind of looks at me like a superhero Uh, no matter what i do he's always happy and proud of me i mean um he watches me when i'm working out at home he watches me at a martial arts he watches me on the races and he started doing it himself uh last year uh this year he did three kids trifectas uh on his own and you know, I, I keep going because I want to be there in nine years when he can do the adult races, that so I yeah. can be out there with him. Like, uh, I, yeah. I, I
1: want to be that
0: person, yeah.
1: I get that completely. I will tell you, one of the, like, most proud moments I've had is when my son Benton finished his trifecta last year. Watching him finish that mm-hmm. and earn his first Spartan trifecta was awesome. So. Cool. Yeah, as an adult, not not the kids races, the adults drive right back. Yeah, here, so, yeah, that's awesome. That, that as, that as,
0: hasn't your son a major kids Oh yeah, uh, he did uh, four races in Tahoe this year, uh, one nice. in Washougal and one in Seattle, and I think very good. Okay, oh, I guess he did a two X for the kids, and then he uh, had an extra race at Sacramento. Yeah, that sounds right. Very
1: nice. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. He's a little
0: monster, too.
1: See, and I, I hate to say it, but I, I, I hate that I missed that, that I didn't start getting into the mud run stuff and the OCRs until my kids were older. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I have is I've got a picture somewhere of me and Benton when I lost all the way the last time in, like, 2010, <laughs> and I think it was, like, the top pot 5K donut run. And he's doing the, the kids run, and me running right behind him, like as he's doing the like little kids one k, you know. And I think he was mm-hmm. six or seven, so that was kind of cool. But I mean, I've never had the, you know, been able to see him. I mean, I got to see him do the adult races, but I never got to see the kid races. So, but you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I get the adult races with him, so that, you know that works. So, like he he always rubs in that he got to do uh, what battle frog, and I didn't.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: He's got the battle frog medal and I don't because that's when the year I had my broken foot. And he did Battle Frog because mm-hmm. I couldn't. And then they quit doing races, so he's a jerk. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean kids and that is it's one of those things I think as a parent, I mean I you know and I don't want to take anything away from people who aren't parents, but as a parent that becomes kind of one of your driving forces. It's like, you know, you want to You want your kids to be able to look up to something good, not, you know, Mm -hmm. your bad eating habits and you're sitting on the couch watching TV and everything else. You want them to be able to look up and say, hey, you know, look at this stuff that my dad did. You know, he went and ran these races and got all these medals and, you know, had a blast with all of his friends. And then he took me with him. And and that's the kind of, you know, memories I want with my kid, too.
0: Yeah. And I love those big memories, but uh, I'm kind of on – these little everyday memories right now, uh, yeah. you know, focusing on the day-to-day with him. I mean, uh, last week we spent an hour just me with my uh, sparring chest gear on and him practicing his uh, side kicks and his round kicks, like kicking me in the chest as I'm sitting there on my knees. I mean, it, it nice. was crazy. And I, I, he had a great time. I mean, he's been telling people about it all week. And but but yeah. then there also the big memories. Like uh, we went, we took him down with us to uh, San Jose this year, and it was Heather's first super, so I was on the course with her. We thought it was going to be a yeah. you know, short course. No, San Jose brutal course. <laughs> Don't go. Uh, go but yeah, <laughs> but so <laughs> we get to mile eight, and I check my watch, and I got 15 minutes to go another two miles to get across the finish line in time to get. My son and his nephew and his cousin to the kids race for the last kids race heat of the day, and it's been cold, cold, it's been windy, it's been off and on raining all day, so I'm just like, okay, I have to leave Heather and you know sprint after eight miles, the next two miles to try and get there in time, and she she looks at me and she's just like, go, 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 and I take off and I pass. I passed uh, Ted and Miriam, I passed Doug, and then just, we all started at the same time they were out in front of us. But, uh, and you know I, I stopped just enough to tell them what I'm doing and I keep going and I get to the finish line and there's my son in his coat and his cousin, like they're bundled up in blankets and coats and it's just like, no, it's too cold. We're not doing it today. And I look and I'm like, buddy, I just ran. As hard as I could, two miles to be here to watch this. Yeah. I think you can do it. He's like, okay. And sure enough, we get over there just in time. And I'm like running. as Well, I'm hobbling at this point. Uh, I'm hobbling over. I've got two kids. And I see Kuel doing his start up for the kids race, and I'm like, hold on, hold on, I got two more, and I throw him in the ring, and they jump in, and it's just in time for him to say, okay, and go, and they take off. And I, I haven't seen him try that hard at a race all year, but he pushed as hard as he could that race, one race.
1: And that that's was awesome to watch. One. Yeah. And that, and that's it. Uh, it's a, there's, there's great moments with your kids like that and stuff. And the fact that he gotta witness the fact that you sprinted for two miles just to make sure he had a chance to do this and that you could watch him do it. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And those and are memories Heather, you can't take away. she she didn't want to be
0: outdone. She didn't want to miss his first race of the year. So she ended up uh coming across the line just in time to see him finish the kids. <laughs> nice uh, she wasn't too far behind. She's a bike So team. We both got that moment. Oh God, yeah. She she does better than yeah. she knows she can. She does. Yeah, and that's really frustrating to me. I work hard and a lot to, for just the, the the smallest amount of improvement, and she takes you know one workout and she's got her six pack back. Uh, she goes jogging, takes the dog for a walk, and she cuts a minute off her mile time. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm over here busting, and she just like it all comes natural. It makes me so angry.
1: Yeah, no, I, I get that. I'm not, but sometimes I'm not or jealous at all. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Cause sometimes that changes because I mean, if you look at pictures of me until I was about 25, 26, I was 160 pounds. 8-pack, I mean, pretty much it was the same thing. I could get up and go, like, walk the dog, and all of a sudden my 8-pack would be back. I mean, it's like, yeah, and then all of a sudden I, yeah. <laughs> it was like suddenly, all of a sudden, I was like, what? It's like, wait a minute, why, when did I become fat? You know, it just it, it happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: See, that, but, I, I wish I could have that moment to look back on. I mean, I, I've never had a 6-pack, 8-pack, nothing, I mean. I, I, I did, I've done martial arts I, my whole life. I was uh, classically trained in ballet tap and jazz for 18 years and never was I in that kind of shape.
1: Just... See, I was one of those like growing up, and I think part of it is for me is I grew up, I was the generation, like we had Atari, we had Nintendo, we had those, but we weren't the generation yet that spent a lot of time playing them. We still had a lot mm-hmm. of the outside time. I mean, I was always riding my bike. I mean, I was one of those kids, like, my parents told me, hey, you know, I'd be like, hey, I want to go to this store that's 6, 12 miles away so that I get something. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to drive you. And then you're like, fine, then I'll just take my bike and go ride myself. (laughs) And that was... Here's your helmet. Helmets? What are those? That was... (laughs) that was a normal Saturday for like me I'm like okay cool I want this CD and I'm gonna have to ride my bike 12 miles you know 12 miles to go get it well actually at that time it wasn't a CD it was a taste but whatever Um, because I am old (laughs) Um, so I mean it was just that kind of you know I was mountain biking even after I turned 16 we'd take uh, go up to Snoqualmie pass in the summer and you could go up and mountain bike on the trails up there I played tennis, I played racquetball, I played baseball, I mean, I had all this stuff that I did outside, plus I was, which I don't think I've ever really mentioned, I was also in martial arts for years. Um, oh, really? And yeah, I, I was in uh, a pseudocon karate for oh, cool. years. Um, I got all the way up to first degree brown belt, and then I blew, first I blew my knee, and then I broke my wrist. And was never, never able to test for my black because I kept, I had like a two year period where I had injury after injury and none of them in martial arts. It was all other things, but, and then I kind of went a different route, but Mm -hmm. I did all of those things. So, I mean, it was, I wasn't naturally athletic. I just had a lot of outside activities that I did. And then once I started getting injuries and hurting myself, then all of a sudden I stopped doing them over time and once I blew my 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 other knee in my 20s it was just kind of like I had nothing left by the time I healed by the time I healed I didn't have anybody that I could play tennis or racquetball with I was afraid to play tennis and racquetball because the quick movements I was afraid my knee wasn't going to hold up you know while I was trying to make a quick turn or something and that I was going to destroy it again and you know and all of a sudden that's kind of I think where you get you you start getting those injuries and you start getting fear you know when you're before you start getting hurt you have no fear you're like i'm fine i can i'll heal from anything and i'll just keep going but then after a while Uh injuries start getting you and you start getting fear and that's where a lot of my activities stopped you know i didn't want to hurt my knee so i quit you know playing you know playing racquetball and tennis because i was afraid of those quick movements um I, i was a snowboarder um and my snowboard literally is sitting in my garage brand new boots and bindings that I bought when I was 21 years old that never got used because I blew my knee the day after I bought them. Wow. And then I was so afraid of the, the movements while snowboarding that I never did it again. And that was kind of my, you know, I think. But, I mean, when I, when I say I blew my knee, I bent it 90 degrees to the side. So, oh. I mean, it <laughs> wasn't a small injury. <laughs> no. It was two years before I could walk without braces. and you know, even after that, they told me I should still wear an athletic brace. But, you know, yeah, two years before I could walk without braces that were, like, full, you know, full metal and everything else to help my knee support. So, I mean, it was a bad injury, but it was, like, kind of one of those things. It's like, Mm -hmm. now I've got that bad knee to deal with the rest of my life, and I'm afraid to do certain things, you know, because that's my biggest fear, like, when I'm doing Spartan races, when I go over the walls. Landing on the other side.
0: Landing. Yeah.
1: Yep. Landing on I the, I the other side. I don't blame you on
0: that. Yeah. The coming landing have been you know, the worst part of coming off those walls for me as well.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, coming off and the people have them. And, and some of those, you know, it's bad landings. I've watched I've watched people, you know, uh, Lisa's daughter, who's fifteen. That's how she did her knee in, was coming off the monkey bars. I mean she already had knee wow. issues, but that's how she ended up, like, re-injuring her knee it was coming off the monkey bars. She slipped mm-hmm. and she came down, and when she came down, she landed wrong, you know. and it's, So for me, it's like I always have in the back of my head is am I going to land wrong and crash my knee, you know, plus I've got things, like I said, I went bowling this morning, and I'm icing my knee now because I bowled three games, and my knee is just throbbing. But I do that every week, and every week after three games of bowling, my knee's throbbing but I keep doing it. Oh, that's so. good on you
2: for,
0: yeah, you know, so. staying active and going bowling. I, I don't go bowling because it ends up hurting my shoulder after like half a game.
1: And that was me for a long time after I tore my rotator. I actually for mm-hmm. a while bowled left-handed because my uh, after I tore my rotator and then went back to right because I was tired of having such a low average with my left hand.
2: So
1: <laughs> I had like a 130-something average with my left hand, and I'm used to like a 180. So, well, 130, <laughs> that's a good game for me. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I've been bowling. That was the other thing. I've been bowling since I was five, four or five. So I quit for a few years, but, yeah, I started bowling. My best friend, who's a beast, on, his mom worked at Skyway Bowl up here in Renton when I was a kid. And my niece's uncle on her dad's side owned Skyway Bowl. So we were there, like, every weekend, bowling in league. His dad, the, his dad was a pro. So my friend Don, his dad was a pro, and his mom worked there. So, I mean, yeah, every weekend we were there bowling. I had a one, 170 average at 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I was, like, in the league that me and him were on. Me and Don ran a league. We were the only kids in the league who our averages were negative. Or not our averages, our handicaps were negative. Wow. We actually had a negative handicap so that it was it was okay, you know, it made it even for the other kids because even mm-hmm. with their handicaps, we were beating them like every time. So they actually had to give us negatives. So they took pins away from us on our handicap.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then actually they ended up splitting us up. They told us we couldn't bowl together. They're like, you guys can't be couldn't on the, be same, on the team. same team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so when I did, you know, and that's kind of like I said, I was very active, you know, in my when I was in my youth and teenage years. And then all of a sudden as I got older and you start working and you're sitting at a desk. Yeah. And that was my problem. After I blew my knee, I went from being a truck driver and, you know, being a delivery driver, lifting heavy boxes, pushing big pallets to sitting at a desk and pushing a mouse.
0: So. <laughs> I, I didn't actually get to the point of the desk job until you know after, I guess it was around my first barn race, so probably about uh, a year, because you know, when I went to college, I was very active you know, all through high school uh, yeah. with dance and martial arts, and then I uh, went to college and I worked part-time. I mean, it, during the summers, I fought fire. I painted houses. I uh, did the whole wildland firefighting thing from Montana to California. And yeah. then I waited tables. I was a bartender. I worked at a sandwich shop, always on my feet, always moving, always doing something. And then after college, I just sat down, started clicking a mouse mm-hmm. for a living. And then that's when everything slowed down. I could have sworn I was in better ever. shape. Yeah.
1: It is. It's like all of a sudden, you know. And it kills you. It's like one of the things I was reading the article the other day, they were talking about how uh, sitting is the new smoking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the one thing that I've everyone's saying is just horrible for you is to sit there all day. And it's like, and that's what kills me. Like, even in the job I have now, I get to teach, and I get to walk job sites and do all that stuff, but I still spend, <laughs> like, I would say three quarters of my week sitting down because I'm driving. So wow. it's like I've been really pushing myself to get up and move. I mean, this entire year I have, because I have the Fitbit, and I've made a goal that I will hit my 10,000-step goal every single day, you know, wow. no matter what. And there's been days that I've come home from work with 1,500 steps <laughs> because That's I was rough. sitting at a desk all day. Once I get, like, once I get into something, I get so focused. I get, like, mm-hmm. hyper-focused that I forget time doesn't work for me anymore. It just it doesn't exist. So I'll sit there and we get hyper-focused on a project for – three hours without ever getting up. So
0: yeah, and that's I, where I, I run that problem.
1: Yeah. So then all of a sudden, you know, I go to go home from work and I look at my Fitbit and I'm like, Oh, 1500 steps. Awesome. So, <laughs> so then I'll come home nice. and either I've got the treadmill or it drives my wife nuts. But while we're watching TV, I'll walk laps around the living room. <laughs>
0: oh, geez. I can't even until imagine. I get
1: my, <laughs> until I get my 10,000 steps. And I mean, it's, we're about 20, 27 days, 28 days into the year, yeah. and I've hit $10,000 day. So,
0: you know, it's just uh, – this, this year I kind of gave up – sorry, you were saying?
1: No, I'd say it's just like ten those little goals, though.
0: So. Yeah. But this year I, I – last year I made a kind of a large resolution for myself, and that was to do 1,000 miles in workouts or races, and races, you know, dedicated time for running. And I I think I topped out about 700. I didn't make it. Uh, I got about halfway through the year and had an injury and had to slow down. And races came up and, you know, life got in the way. So this year, I, I kind of a step back and I'm not doing the, the big resolution. I'm, I'm setting monthly goals for myself, you know, l- yeah. little steps to kind of improve. And so far, so good. Um, I haven't had a drink since uh, I think uh, Christmas. Nice. And I, I've been uh, more diligent about working out. I mean, I, I, I'm, I find it easier just setting those little goals and to achieve those than Coming up with this grand resolution for the year,
1: and I agree completely because I mean it's kind of one of the things I've talked about before on some of the episodes where people all of a sudden you know you'll see these people and nothing against anybody and I hope nobody gets offended when I say this but all of a sudden I'll be like I'm going keto and I'm like good luck with that.
0: Yeah, that's a
1: that is a major commitment alone. It is. It's a major commitment. It's a major change. And I found those are the hardest things when all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to completely change my diet from what I do now to something completely different. And it, it mm-hmm. makes it, it's too big of a change for me anyway. I'm one of those, I'm much better at saying, okay, well, I'm going to cut this out of my diet. Like right now mm-hmm. I'm fighting, I'm trying to, I'm cutting coffee out. I mean, not coffee completely, but the mocha. Like going to Starbucks and getting my like my my mochas that I were like a daily thing for me. Oh. Like on my way to work every morning I would stop and get a white chocolate peppermint mocha every morning. That's like twelve hundred calories.
0: Yeah, that's huge.
1: <laughs> so every morning. And so I've been cutting those I've been cutting those out. Um I will be mm-hmm. honest, I've been able I've gone from every morning to maybe once or twice a week. You know, on one of those mornings when I'm just... Oh,
0: that's huge.
1: Yeah, I'm just, like, so tired. I'm like, I need coffee or I'm going to crash this car. So... Oh, I'm drinking coffee
0: right now. It's, you know, middle of the day. Yes. I I get you on that.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those for me It's like, I've gotten to a point now with coffee is, at work, what I'll do is I still have coffee every morning. But if I go Mm -hmm. to work, when I get to work, usually what I'll do is I'll get, I'll just have coffee with... Like black coffee, nothing in it, you know. Yep. So I'm not drinking all those calories. So that's one of my my goals. And then, you know, the other goal that we made is less, you know, less carbs. So we've cut out all noodles in our house. You know, all we have is we do zoodles or whatever you call them, zucchini noodles. Hmm. So, and stuff like that. Now, so, how do you I mean, like we, that? I I actually like. Yeah. Okay. We. We will, every week when we do our shopping, we probably buy, like, 12 zucchinis because there's four mm-hmm. of us in the house. And we've got this thing. It's called the Veggetti Pro, and it's rinky-dink, little plastic piece of junk. But it works <laughs> great. All right. And we just, you know, you put put the zucchini in it, spit it through. It spits out a bunch of noodles. And then usually what we'll do is we put a little bit of, like, olive oil in a pan. Mm-hmm with some garlic and maybe a little bit of, you know, like a garlic powder or something and a little bit of pepper, fry them up. And then we, that's what we do for spaghetti. Mm. Like we have spaghetti meatballs Yeah. with the zucchini noodles. And it's, even our, we did uh, fettuccine Alfredo, and our 16-year-old was like, "Um, I like this better than with noodles, with normal noodles. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So... They're great. Um, so, I mean, I feel like it's those small changes, mm-hmm. you know, are so much easier to maintain, you know. And then once oh, you yeah. get those and you get into that habit, and then you're like, okay, I've made gotten rid of this habit and changed this. Now what should I change next? You know, and like you said, the small goals. So, yeah. Now, the, the big goals that's... are
0: possible. I mean. They are. But uh, I find it important to set up milestones. Like, yes. when, I, when I was going for a 1,000 miles, I had uh, a, a full spreadsheet printed out with a calendar and, you know, checkpoints uh, on it mm-hmm. where I should be at this date and, you know, a space to enter in where I'm at and so that I can track how, how far I was going towards my 1,000 miles. And, you know, I, I could see when I was starting to slip and when I was, you know, a little bit ahead going into a race week or something
1: yeah and that's it's very true because i just think a lot of people what they do is they make these grand plans and grand you know like goals but they make them so big and so far out there that they forget about them if you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like they're like i'm gonna lose 60 pounds before you know this year and then all of a sudden november rolls around they're like well i've lost five so I've got to lose 55 pounds in the next month and a half, you know, rather than, okay, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year, but to do that I need to lose six pounds each month kind of thing or something like that, you know. So that they have a plan laid out that, okay, if I lose, and then you can see where you're at. So you're not like six months into it going, well, shoot, I've gained 10 since the beginning, yeah. you know. But I think that's what it is, just breaking down those big, those big goals and big plans into smaller ones that help you get to the big one. So, mm-hmm. you know, because then you get the part, too, where, you know, all of a sudden, if it's not going well for a couple of days, people freak out. Like, oh, my God, I, I, I've gained a pound since yesterday. It's like, yeah, but you've lost 15 since March. You know, put it in perspective. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah. No, I agree. All well, right, all right. So let's take a quick break for a sec um, so we can put in a commercial here. And then we'll be back okay. and we'll, we'll talk about what your future looks like. Cool. All right, so we're back from break. So we've talked about, we've kind of gone along a big gambit, like normal, I never stay on topic or really anything. I like going all over the place. Um, <laughs> so what does what the, the future hold for Alex? I know you've are you you know, you've done, a lot, done a lot of growth, I think, since you started this. Well, what are you looking at doing coming up?
0: Well, I'm, I'm kind of still trying to find myself uh, and – where it kind of fit in in our community Uh, last year I ran competitive and that was fun, but I'm starting to find that I'm not that competitive. I I, I don't have that burning desire. So, uh, this year I'm, I'm running open. Uh, I, I, I kind of like the more relaxed feel. I get to see more of my friends and it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, I, I don't feel those uh, sharp elbows in the starting gate, you know, people trying to get in front just for that little bit of edge. Yeah, I can
1: see that.
0: Last year, uh, I took on my first hurricane. I did my ultra in Dallas. And, you know, I I didn't hit a DNF yet. um, But I I want to continue pushing myself and challenging. I'm looking into uh, where to do a 12-hour hurricane hurricane. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm going to do a hurricane either in San Jose or Seattle. I haven't picked yet. So, mm-hmm. um, looking for a different venue on that. Um, <clears throat> I, don't know. I, 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 I do want to say – I am branching – sorry, go ahead. Uh,
1: I was going to say, I do – or like they said, when you haven't had a DNF yet mm-hmm. and that you're – You want to push yourself because it just makes sound like you want to push yourself, so you do, so then you know where what you need to work on. You know, so many people that are afraid of a DNF, and it's like a DNF sucks. It really does, because I've done it. But Mm -hmm. it's also a growth opportunity. So I like I like that you look at it that way. So yeah, sorry. Good. Oh yeah. Well, uh, the hurricane that
0: I did was one four six, the one where we had the two bricks in washugal this last Mm -hmm. year with Bingo. And, you know, I, I I won't admit it to a lot of people, but I, I really struggled with that one. Um, and, and I've come to terms with it since then, so I'm more open about it mm-hmm. now. But I, I almost quit. I mean, we started the event with, I think, a 300 burpee penalty. And, you know, Dingo didn't let us quit. And break anything. He didn't cut us a break at all. So uh, we were end up uh, doing our burpees. Uh, it was going to be face up that final hill in Washougal, but uh, be due to the nature of the penalties, he made us face down. So head downhill, bricks in each hand, doing burpees. In sync sync with each other. That was interesting. I don't think I've ever sweat so hard, been pushed so hard doing just burpees. But on the bright side, I got to see uh, Nick and Kim cross the finish line at their wedding. So there was that. That's (laughs) That's awesome. That that hurricane, I almost quit right there. Uh, That was the first 30 minutes. I almost quit. in in that opening spot. And it was because I, I was, I I let it get in my head that, you know, doing that activity was so strenuous and difficult that if the next four hours are going to be like this, I'm going to die. Yeah. (laughs) But then I had that thought, I'm not dead yet. I still have more. Like, I, I got friends. I got family out here. They're all watching. Nobody's going to let me die. I can push myself as far as I am able to go.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: I just. And that's going. the
1: whole point. That's the whole point with those. I mean, I've been lucky. I've only done two hurricane heats. I did one in 15 um, at the Seattle when the, the October race was a super, and then did my other one in 16 in Seattle at the super in April. So they were within a few months of each other, but I got, the first one was Dingo ran it. Mm-hmm. So I got to see Dingo that way. And then the next one, Dingo was actually a participant and was my oh, partner for most of it. So I had <laughs> Dingo right there with me the whole time. And I, I was like, I was the same way. I'm like, this, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. I, I'm done. I don't want to do it. And Dingo's looking going to be going, you know, just go, just keep going. And. He helped me really realize, like you said, that no one's going to let me die. But if I keep pushing myself, I'm gonna, it's going to be worth it, and I'm going to earn, you know, those, those dog tags. And that was it. I mean, they, that's, that was, you know, one of those times that I felt like I earned it. You know, and a lot of people talk about, and I've had this argument with people about the, the Spartan medals that everybody gets in their participation trophy. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're a finisher trophy. They're saying that you pushed oh, yeah. yourself to a limit and you kept going. And, you know, they mean something different to some people. I mean, I see people all the time. And they get them to, like, whatever, and they throw them all in a pile somewhere where, yeah. for me, they mean something. Because, I mean, it's I push myself to go do that every time. So, oh, yeah.
0: And, yeah, And I almost feel bad for the people that get those medals and kind of, like, yeah, it's a participation trophy. I mean, what does that say to the amount of effort you put forward? If you're right. looking at something at the end of it, I mean it's going to mean something different to everyone, and I think it's directly related to you know how hard you had to work for it. So, I mean, every single one of mine on my wall, I'm looking up at them right now, and they all mean something different. I mean, each race was a little bit different from San Jose to Dallas to Tahoe. Each race there, there's a different story, and each one has a different meaning to me. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine just throwing in a box with a hundred others thinking, whatever, I didn't take first.
1: Exactly. And that's kind of thing for me is, I mean, I have, I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures of my wall. That's just, I have a lot, I've never counted them. There's a lot of medals up there. But they go all the <laughs> way back to 2009, you know, when mm-hmm. I did my first half marathon. They go all the way back. So I've, it's not just uh, Spartans. There's half marathons. There's a marathon in there. There's a bunch of other races, but they all mean something to me. There's something I may not have been first, but I pushed myself to do those, and they're things that no one ever thought I would do. I mean, when I was younger, I hated running. I mean, I literally I've said it before. I played baseball because I only had to run 30, 90 feet at a time. That was it. <laughs> and I was good at sprinting. I could sprint for 90 feet, but any farther than that. And there was problems. <laughs> I was not mm-hmm. a distance runner and it was, it wasn't until I got older and pretty much, you know, around 30 that all of a sudden I started, you know, well, I need to lose some weight Well, running seems to be the best thing for me. So that's what I started doing. And all of a sudden I found, I enjoyed it, but it was, yeah, when I was younger, I hated it. I mean, I remember doing the mile and in, in junior high and I finished in seven minutes and 7.12 was my best mile, but I literally passed out and puked after I finished. So because oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like the last two no. laps, all of a sudden I realized, you know, I was in the middle. So I just started like sprinting because I could, like I said, I could sprint for short distances, but I was not a distance mm-hmm. runner. So, oh, yeah. so that's a huge no, thing I, I'm right me. there with you uh,
0: on the running. I mean, my junior high, th- there's no record of me running a mile in junior high. I mean, at the time, I was doing martial arts and dancing, and I had a physical education waiver. I did not run that mile. It was awesome. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah see, I, never, I I only did it in junior high, and then my, last, my, my eighth grade year is when I blew my knee out <laughs> playing baseball because I was uh, mm-hmm. trying to catch a ball in the outfield and put my foot in a gopher hole while I was running, um, <laughs> which does not do good things for your knee. But mm-hmm. so in high school, I never had to run. Because it was like when I – the very first day of high school, I was – I had literally gotten off crutches from – and braces like two days before school started. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But I forgot to bring the waiver. So when I'm looking (laughs) at the PE teacher, I can't – I can't do this. I literally just got out of a brace, and I'm not supposed to run because my knee was trash. And he's like, whatever, you're full of it. Go do this, or you're you're, you're going to detention. And I'm like, fine, Whatever. So of course, being a teenager, I'm like, fine, I'll be, I'll do this, and I'll be fine. No, the literally the next day I was back in a brace because I screwed up my knee running. And yeah. after that, the PE he was like, yeah, you never have to do anything in my class ever again. You, you are getting <laughs> so, after, yeah. yeah, he's like, you're excused from PE for the rest of your life because I feel so bad about making you run when you just. <laughs> no. no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but I mean, my yeah, my yeah, first yeah. thing, things. I like swimming. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We got off topic again. My future. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> we do. Yeah. What do you got coming up? <laughs> uh, what I got coming up? Um, looking at doing San Jose again this year. Uh, thinking of doing a hurricane. Uh, I'm looking at doing uh, 3X, maybe four, maybe five. Hawaii's on the table. Um, it falls on my five year wedding anniversary. So, likely to be out there for that.
1: See, that's how I got to go the first time because it fell on my 15-year running anniversary. So nice. So yeah, we went in Hawaii and then renewed our vows and everything. So it was all yeah, Mm -hmm. it was all romantic, and I got to go run the races. So yeah. And then Hawaii,
0: yeah. I'm also getting really into martial arts I've always loved it and um, last year we did kind of a a fun run to support the Salem Library and as we were walking for Gabe it was only kids Uh, kids only so we were there to cheer on Gabe and he was doing the half mile race and he did wonderful Uh, but at the Uh, kind of visitor center. There were a whole bunch of uh, booths, and as we're walking by, I happen to notice there's a Taekwondo school. I'm like, you know Mm -hmm. what? They're giving away free classes. Gabe's at that age where, you know, kids kind of start that and really get into it. Let's see if he can win, you know, a free month and see if he likes it. So he spins the wheel, and he gets not only a free month, but a free uniform. And so we, we get that all scheduled out. And uh, we get there, and when when I was training, when I was younger, there wasn't a lot of uh, black belts or high ranking belts in my school, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a very demanding, structured uh, system. When yeah. we get there, uh, we show up and kind of watch the kids class, and oh wow, they're they're friendly you know, absolutely inviting. There's a astronomical, in my opinion, number of high ranking and black belts and supervising teachers right, for more than what I was expecting. I was expecting something much smaller, but uh, it, it turns out that we've stumbled into a very supportive and family friendly community. And we we continue That's to just awesome. kind of stick our feet into these supporting and communities from beast to the martial arts school and uh it, it uh, gabe did his first testing cycle so he trained for three months and tested to his next belt and then heather turned to me and I'm like you know what i want to start i want to take classes i'm like well all right i mean i've done all this most of the time uh, almost all the way to my black belt before so you know cool Sure. Yeah. go ahead and we're in the meeting getting her signed up, and they're like, you know what, you guys qualify for the family package, which is, you know, you can do it too at the same rate. I'm like, sure, why not? And yeah. I'm, so I'm starting to get back into martial arts, and uh, the adult classes are absolutely wonderful. Uh, they they do a taekwondo, a little bit of judo, a little bit of krav. so it's a it's they they oh, cover all the bases. In martial cool. arts, yeah, it, they're real fun, and they're like, see, that's workouts oh, that just beat you down. Like they, yeah. they work us
1: hard in those adult classes, and I love it, absolutely love it. And I miss that because the the school mm-hmm. that I went to when I was a teenager, it was an amazing school. It was up here in in Washington, Isagawa, and my my sensei. Uh, what was his name holman. randy holman was amazing the school was awesome and it was very very strict but at the same time very supportive um mm-hmm. i know i almost when i was in high school or junior high i almost got kicked out of the school because i got into a fight at school um and it wasn't for the fact that like i had two teachers from my school that had to call the karate school and explain to them that i was my my side of it was self-defense Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I hit the kid once, and when the kid went down, I stopped. And once it was like it was explained to him that I was self-defense, I still had like a month where I couldn't go. as like punishment for, you know, using it outside of school. But, you know, mm-hmm. they, they were very strict in that aspect, but very supportive. You know, he took me aside. It wasn't like he didn't of everyone. He's like, hey, I heard this happened. And talked to me about it and explained everything. So, I mean, it was great. But trying to find that as I got older has been difficult. Um, I tried uh, a Taekwondo school because, like I said, I did Chudokan Karate. Um, and I tried a Taekwondo school by my old house, and it was one of those, and, and it may, it's, this is going to make me sound horrible, but it's like you said, there was a lot of black belts, mm-hmm. but I was better than 90% of them. And I hadn't trained in 10 years. And it was like, it, and it, like I said, it makes me sound really bad saying that. But it was hard for me to say, okay, I'm going to pay to have these people teach me how to do this when, you know, this one black belt over here can't stand on one leg for more than 20 seconds. You know, and it's like how, it's like what exactly do you have to do to get a black belt held here? Just pay for it? I mean, you know, and it just didn't seem like the level of, the level of, or structured, structured like skill level was high enough. There, it seemed like it was like, hey, you get a black belt, you get a black belt. Everybody gets a black belt, and I didn't like that. I like, I like the family atmosphere, <laughs> but I like the making people work for it. Yeah, it's like you know. I remember when I went up belts, I had to go in front of the 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 Shihan Mac, who was like the highest ranking you know, black belt in Shotokan Karate in the United States, go in front of him and do katas and do, you know, different types of things and different tests and everything else to prove that I was good enough to go to the next belt. And it seemed like at this place that I, the Taekwondo place I was looking at, they just would hand them out. Like, yeah. hey, you've been here four months. You look great. Here's a, Here's your next belt. It's like, how did you earn this? now sadly, yeah, that
0: that's not uncommon in uh some taekwondo schools and, and yeah uh but the the one that we've stumbled into uh they they're better about that i mean they they, they make should. it worth something they don't just hand them out i mean uh i think the masters uh Probably six months younger than me, and he started like right. Uh, he got his black belt right around when I quit Taekwondo the first time, and he's yeah. just he just kept training from that point on. So we're we're about the same age, and it's it's good to have that kind of rapport. Somebody my own age teaching me and helping me learn. But it was like you said when I went in. I mean, I was a junior Olympian spar. I, I went to world and national T- medals for uh, forms and uh, breaking. So yeah. going back in and uh, they, they said, you know, you can come in and we can do an accelerated testing so you can get back up to where you left off. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm I, I want to do this with my son and Heather. And so Heather and I have been going at the same pace and gave yeah. one awesome. rank ahead of us. And, so I, I'm enjoying the learning process, but it it is by no means easy. I mean they, they push everybody to their own limits. So they, they make me go farther and they find, you know, the things that I need to work on to continue progressing, even though I may, you know, be faster or stronger than some of the higher ranks. There's still yeah. a lot that they're able to teach me where I'm at now. And uh one of the people that I, I train with. Spent probably about six months. Failed two testings to get their next rank. I mean, they they,
1: they just because they didn't they weren't there yet. They needed more time. Which and, is good. And I mean, that's kind of the one thing that I like to see. And like I said, the one place that I was at it was, and it was one of those like, and it sounds really bad, but like some of the black belts in my mind, I'm looking, I'm going, I don't know how these guys made it past like orange belt i mean i just don't Mm -hmm. like there was the skill level like I said, there was one we were doing like they were teaching us a a kata and they had us like standing on one leg and like literally the guy couldn't do it for like 10 more than 10 seconds and i'm like i could understand if you had a physical disability that made it hard for you to do that but you're you just you don't have the balance how did you how did you do it how did you become a black belt and do this you know and it was hard for me because I came from a place, I mean, literally, I mean, it was when we were testing for our black belt before I got hurt, we would go in every Saturday <clears throat> at 4 a.m. And we would train until noon, Jesus, getting us ready to test for our black belt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it was that intense. And it was like, when you tested for your black belt, it was like, the my sense is even like, maybe 20% of you will pass on your first try. Oh my. So, God. I mean, it was... It wasn't something they just handed to you. I mean, you had to prove that you were good enough, you mm-hmm. know. And it was, you know, one of those things for me. Like I said, I went through the class four times and never got a test because every time, right before the test, something would happen. Like I blew my knee the first time, I broke my my wrist the next time, and it was just like yeah. But it's one of those that you got to be, and that's kind of like Spartan. It's like. You have to earn the medal. You have to finish it, you know. Oh,
0: yeah. And 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 that's going to be different for
1: everybody. Yeah. A lot of the places around here that, like, do martial arts, and I'd like to find one that is like my old studio, um, my old dojo. But the problem was I tried going back to that dojo, and it sounds horrible, but it was really hard for me because they flat out would not let me train lower. You had to start out where you were at. Yeah, they, I went in and I talked to them, and they're like, you earned this rank. This is your rank. You're in each queue. You will train as an each queue if you come back here. And I'm like, I haven't trained in 15 years. And they're like, cool, you're still in each queue. You earned this rank. They're like, you worked hard, and you earned this rank. This is your rank, and this is where you'll train. And I'm like, Ugh. You know, now and then when I went and It take in train, you the same
0: amount of time as if you had started to overfresh
1: to yeah. get ready to test
0: again, but you're at that rank.
1: Yeah, and that was it, and it was really hard for me, and it took me a long time because I didn't feel like I deserved it. And that was one of my mm-hmm. problems. And I think if I was able to go back now, they're too far away, it's too far of a drive now, but if I was able to go back now, I think I would do it. But it's just, at that time, I'm like, I didn't earn this. I mean, I did, I earned this 15 years ago, but I don't deserve it now. And it was <laughs> me going, no, you worked hard, and you earned this, this is your spot. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Mars. I love martial arts. I'd love to go back and do it. But. So, oh, yeah. well, we're we're almost at the hour mark. So, is there anything else you you wanted to talk about while we're here? I mean, I guess we've really gone off on wild tangents, but these are some of my favorite, <laughs> most. I love these episodes because, yeah, mm-hmm. this is just kind of how I do it. Is there anything? <laughs> That's else a conversation that you with me. Um nothing really i
0: mean I, i'm gonna be doing a bunch of races you'll see me at uh, all the big ones between montana seattle portland and a couple in california uh, okay. i'm looking at uh well yesterday i was out doing the build or uh, helping with the build for my muddy valentine uh, down here in uh lee farms in oregon and so i'll be there yeah, i wish i could uh, make that one uh, well you can always come down for the dirty leprechaun in the next month.
1: I've got to think about it. My big problem is, is this next these next two months. Almost every mm-hmm. weekend, I have booked already for training. I'm teaching first aid CPR OSHA classes, and I've got almost every every weekend booked to teach so that I can earn some extra cash. So,
2: yeah. Huh.
1: cuz yeah. well, that, yeah. Do what you gotta do.
2: <laughs> yeah. You gotta get ready for race
1: season, you need the extra cash, so. and my first race is Vegas, yeah. so we always start in Vegas every year.
0: So, oh, Vegas. I haven't done that one yet.
1: We, we make a we make a trip out of it. We'll go down Friday, race Saturday, I'll race Saturday, Sunday, and then we usually stay and this time actually our daughter's coming down to meet us and we'll stay until Tuesday or Wednesday. So fun. And they can trip out of it and have fun. So that way I can no. party and drink a little bit, not before the race, but after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and try and earn your money back, all right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those I'm not that kind of gambler. I'm the kind of gambler pretty much I go in and to me it's it's an entertainment expense. When I go into gamble, if I walk in with twenty <laughs> bucks, I don't plan on walking out with that twenty bucks. It's like this is my I'm paying twenty bucks to be entertained. So if mm-hmm. I walk out with money, bonus. If I don't, whatever. I wasn't planning on anyway. So, yeah. I've got a brother who's a, a serious gambling addict, and he's one of those ones that would go and be like, I'm going to make my rent this month by in one paycheck by going to bed at all. Nope, now you're not going to make it at all. <laughs> Oof. So I've always been, yeah, just, it's entertainment to me. So and as long as I keep thinking of it that way, I, I won't become like, you know, lose all my money. Mm. My worst yeah. one, let me do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Heather, Heather holds the oh, purse nice. strings on our side. So.
1: Oh, yeah, I bet. She seems like the responsible
0: one. I, I, I have a tendency to just <laughs> buy things that I really don't need, like, hey, new race shoes. Yeah, I can use a new yeah. uh, 20 book. Mm, why not? Yeah, that's me.
1: I had to give up my credit card so that wouldn't <laughs> <So. laughs> Because in my brain, as long as I can still make the payment, I'm okay, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But apparently, it'll that's only not take it me 15 I
0: mean, years to pay it off.
1: Yeah, but as long as I can make the payment, I'm fine. But apparently, that's not gonna right. work. So, yeah. so. All right. Perfect. <laughs> well, it's been a blast talking to you, and I look forward to seeing you. I probably will see you in Seattle. So. Bye. Uh, right. Uh, right on.
0: Training Seattle. So. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Seattle there, right? out. Uh, yeah, oh, April. absolutely. I, I wouldn't miss that for the world. That um, nice, warm, yeah. dry mess at Seattle. It's warm and dry every year. Well, I did I, I did splurge <laughs> at the Christmas party this year, and I got myself some, uh, some new tights from GH Unders. So I, I've given those a few test runs, and I'm real excited for uh, Seattle this year. You yeah, know, not being absolutely sure terribly freezing cold.
1: Those should be a requirement for Seattle, the GH unders, So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love GH unders.
0: Last year <laughs> I had some uh, knockoff brand from Target, and it was it, – it did. Yeah, it it, it. Does,
1: it does, <laughs> it's, it's not the same thing. It's really not. Sometimes it's like that old thing goes. I mean, with that kind of stuff, it really is true. You get what you pay for. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. And like I said, I will see you in Seattle.
0: Right on. See you later. All
1: right. Thanks, Doc. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.